Hello, hello. Welcome to Ignite Your Light with Zara Black. Today I'll be talking about being faithful. I haven't spoken about anything sort of religious in a few episodes, so I thought, let's spice it up <laughs> um, and talk about something kind of um, controversial um, with religion, for example. So yeah, I titled this particular podcast, Faith or Fool, because I've come across quite a few kind of posts on social media that kind of made me think, hmm, hmm. Especially because of the kind of experience that I've had, I can obviously stand on the other side and, you know, kind of identify manipulation and maybe people who may not be aware that they're being manipulated or influenced or just, you know, in a trance, you know. Either way, you know, I still try and keep um, a neutral mind with everything because I still believe that everybody has their right to believe whatever they want to believe and whatever makes them sleep at night, whatever makes them get up in the morning and whatever, you know, drives them through life um, <laughs> and survive. Okay, but, you know, I, I titled this podcast Faith or Fool because... For example, I came across a post a couple of, I think this was a couple of months ago, and there was this church in America somewhere. Can't remember where it was, but there was a pastor and his wife and their daughter died. And they believed so much that God was going to resurrect their daughter and their daughter would come back to life. So I think the daughter had died for about like seven days or something like that. And, you know, they, they were doing, I, I don't know, like a party or some kind of memorial kind of party or something like that because they believed that she was going to like resurrect on the seventh day or something like that and it was like okay like you know when is this going to stop kind of thing like the girl is dead you know the there is no kind of I, I don't believe in history there's been um a scenario where somebody's been dead, like dead, dead, not just dead, like, you know, a heart attack, then five minutes later, you come back. No, this is like dead over a series of days now. And, you know, they were kind of telling church members to kind of pray for them and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, with these kind of scenarios, I just think that, I just think that the, the traumatized mind has just gone too far, you know? I mean, you can be faithful and believe that, you know, God is going to do something for you. But then at what point are you allowed to not be faithful and just be real, just be in touch with reality and, you know, just drop the faith? Because, I think there is a shame with religion when you almost don't believe. There's almost this kind of, um, this forcefulness that you have to believe and you have to be faithful and you're not allowed to be pessimistic and you're not allowed to kind of call things for what they are. You know, you're always encouraged in religion to 
be positive and think forward and not say anything negative, not say anything pessimistic, just always, you know, call it like you want it to, to be rather than what it actually is and not be in touch with reality. And here's kind of my issue with that. It encourages people to not be in touch with reality, to not be real with themselves and real with that with the situation that is actually going on. It's like living a life in another planet, having your brain in another planet, you know? Your body is here on Earth, but you've got your brain in like Saturn or something like that. And this is not to be rude or to try and, you know, make, uh, cause offense to anyone. I'm just having a discussion, you know? So when I say your brain is in another planet, what I mean is like you're, you're trying to think too spiritual about certain things that's going on. You know, at the end of the day, nature and science are proving in this particular case that I just brought up that the girl was dead. OK, so is there really a point in praying for her to resurrect is there really a point in praying that she's going to rise from the dead is there a point at what point is it okay for those parents to just accept the fact that their little girl is gone and she's never coming back do you know what i mean at what point or is it going to seem like they don't want to look like their faith has failed them? They don't want to show God that they're not faithful people. You know, they want to show God that they're faithful and obedient servants by continuing to believe that he is all powerful, that whatever you ask for, he's going to give you. Whatever you, you ask for, you shall receive. You know, you knock on the door and it should be open. You ask and you shall receive. You know, this kind of notion that you can ask God for anything. God is able. God is able. God is able to do anything. And what my query is, is when is it okay to just accept that in certain situations, you know, God is not able, you know? And to the religious, that might sound so harsh, you know, because of the way, um, I will say our, because, you know, I was raised religious, um, you know, because of the way our brains have been set up, we're not allowed to say God is not able. You have to say God is able to absolutely everything, even something as absurd or ludicrous as a dead person coming back to life we are forced to believe that that is possible or else you're kind of going against god if you don't believe that you know he's able to raise a dead person you know from the grave and you know to be walking around on kensington high street you know you're all of a sudden a bad christian or you don't believe or you don't have faith and stuff like that but here's what i'm saying at what point is it okay to just say, mm, you know, God is not able to do certain things, you know? Okay, he might be able to do this and do that, you know, open certain doors for you, you know, give you certain things that you ask for, but what kind of things, or do, do religious people say that at all? Like, okay, God can do this, but he can't do that, you know? At what point can we just say that he's not able to do certain things, you know, and just to admit that, you know, 
it might sound really painful to somebody who believes that God is able to do anything. But I hope some of you can see my point of view and where I'm coming from, that there are certain things and I'm just being in touch with reality, that there are certain things. I'm hoping that some of you will agree with me that God cannot raise, at least not in my perspective, God cannot raise a, a, a person from the dead. Okay. And this kind of notion where we're overly concerned, we, you know, we've got our brains in this alternative planet and we're not being in touch with reality because of faith. You know, it can cause us to to make really, you know, silly decisions in our life. I came across another post on social media the other day and I think the post was discussing whether a husband and wife should have a baby if both of them carried the sickle cell disease um, gene. And this woman was contemplating either having a baby with her partner, knowing that her baby could get the sickle cell gene. And a lot of people were, you know, commenting on the post and talking about, yeah, just pray about it. Just pray about it. Just pray about it. You know, it happened to me and I prayed about it. And, you know, my baby didn't come out with sickle cell. But then you had other people coming and saying, well, we prayed about it and now Charles still came out with sickle cell. So, again, this is another example where mm, should we really be getting ourselves into high risk situations? Because to me, that's the same as saying I'm going to have unprotected sex with somebody who is HIV positive, but I believe that God is able to, you know, protect me from the HIV virus. Okay, that might be true. You might have intercourse with somebody with um, the HIV virus and maybe you won't get it. But is it really God that prevented you from getting that HIV or was it just probability and chance? Do you see what I'm saying? Because if somebody prayed about it and they still got it, does that mean that God wasn't able or God didn't love them or God didn't look after them? But then another person who also did the same thing and prayed about it, you know, their results were different and, and they they didn't get the virus, you know? So just back to the sickle cell scenario, it's the same thing because I believe a lady gave an example that both of her parents were sickle cell trait carriers and she didn't get the sickle cell gene, but her brother did. Her brother did, and I think they were religious. I think the, the, the particular that particular lady as well was almost trying to attribute her aversion of sickle cell to the fact that her, her parents prayed about it. But that can't possibly be true if, 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 you have, if you avoided the sickle cell gene because of God, because your brother got the sickle cell. <laughs> your brother got the full-blown sickle cell illness, you know, but you didn't. So it can't possibly be God because, you know, was the parents praying in your, in your pregnancy you know, when, when your mother was pregnant with you, but she didn't pray when he, she was pregnant with your brother, you know, did God pick and choose, you know, and that can cause a lot of, a lot of confusion for the brother, I, I, I assume as well, because, you know, if the, the family home is very religious and he's thinking, 
oh, but why would God put this Ill- illness on me and he wouldn't put it on my sister? You know, what's wrong with me? You know, that can kind of cause some kind of internal confusion thinking, but why did I get it? My parents don't have it. My sister doesn't have it and I have it. So what's wrong with me instantly? You know, if, if we're supposed to be believing in this God, why did God give me this illness, essentially? You know, so that's why I'm saying it can't possibly, in my opinion, it can't possibly be an act of God, um, you know, blessing this 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 woman with with the the aversion of sickle cell because you know he gave it to her brother. You know, what did her brother do to deserve sickle cell? It was probably just a case of probability and chance when you have a baby with somebody who has sickle cell and you also carry the sickle cell gene i think you've got a 25 percent chance that the child will come out with sickle cell and that's science that's science that's just about genes and chromosomes okay so really my question is you know what really has god got to do with it you know or let me not say God, what really does, the, you know, the prayer have to do with it, you know? If something is going to happen to you, it's going to happen to you. How much input does God have in all of it, you know? And that's, again, back to my point, you know, at what point is it okay to just say, hmm, maybe God isn't able to sort everything out all the time? At some point, you have to come down to reality and just say, well, it's it's nature, it's probability and it's science at the end of the day. Because as I said before, we can get ourselves into high risk situations because we're believing that God is going to save us. It's like killing somebody and and then praying about it and hoping you won't go to jail. You know, it's it's. It's kind of it's kind of a tough one, you know. But at what point do do believers, you know, faithful people, you know, get to admit that it's not always possible to just pray about something and you know it, it come out all good for you, you know? Because I'm sure if that was the case, people would probably be praying for the lottery and you know win every day and you know praying that their illnesses would 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 dissipate and you know whatever they want their their hopes and dreams to manifest. But it doesn't work like that, you know. So it's okay to believe in God and believe that He is able and He's able to do all things and you know for people that believe and things like that. But then again. You know, why are so many believers, you know, suffering? If that were true, then people that believe in God, should they really be ill? Should they really be ill? Can't they just pray the illness away? Why are people that believe in hospitals? Why do they have long-term illnesses? Illnesses from birth. If all they had to do was just pray about it, you know? And I'm just putting this out there just as a discussion, just for people to think about, because, you know, with this entire, you know, the entire religion thing just had to get me to, to really re-examine my life, my thought process and, and my traumatized mind. I had to address it because, you know, as I said, the religion, the, the, the brain that I had in Saturn 
was not allowing me to be in touch with reality and make better decisions in my life. Because I believed that God was going to sort it out. God was going to do this and God was going to do the impossible, essentially. You know, back when I had my first son and when I had my first son, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed like I would pray. I set an alarm on my phone to pray every three hours without fail. I was fasting. I did not eat anything. You know, I think I was fasting from like six o'clock in the morning to like six o'clock at night. I was not eating. I was fasting. I was reading the Bible. I was doing the whole nine and, you know, just praying that God would help my son to live. Okay. And the doctors would tell me every day, Zara, he's going to die. Zara, he's going to die. Zara, he's going to die. And I was like, no, he's not going to die. My God is able. My God can do it. He will do it. He will do it. You will see. I'll get on the stage at church holding my baby in my hand and testify of the good that the Lord has done. You know, I was saying all of that to the doctors, but the doctors were saying, listen, we've seen this over and over again. Okay. Babies that are born at this gestation just simply do not have the strength to fight up until nine months, you know, but I thought, no, my God, my God knows better, you see, and this is how we're encouraged to think that we know more than the doctors, because we believe that God is bigger than the doctors and the knowledge that these doctors have. So we put our brains in a different planet, hoping that God will sort things out in, in here on earth, in reality, but our minds are not in alignment with what is actually going on because we're hoping in some other planet something else is going to take place you know something supernatural is going to take place and god is going to make everything okay but that doesn't always happen because i did everything that i thought was right in order to you know, for God to heal my son and make him live. But that didn't happen for me. That didn't happen for me, you know. So I could have turned around and said, oh, you know, oh, you, you know, uh, well, God didn't heal my son. God didn't make my, my, my son live, but he, but I didn't, essentially. You know, I still believed on and I still believed that, okay, it was meant to happen. You know, he was meant to die. I just accepted it like that, you know. But I had to pay attention to the fact that the doctors were right. The doctors were right. I didn't know better than the doctors just because, you know, I'd been encouraged to, to not lose my faith. I had to, you know, it could have been. <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you a story about that. Actually, just touching on that again, you know, these doctors were telling me, Zara, your son is going to die. He's going to die. The best thing that you can do for him is to take him out of the incubator and hold him on your chest. Yeah. Hold him on your chest just so you can get some nice moments with him when he's while he's still alive. And, you know, I was like, no, I don't want to take him out of the incubator because I know he's going to live. I know he's going to live. I know my God can do it, etc., etc. And my son died. OK, my son died and I didn't get to hold him on my chest. 
And that is one of my biggest regrets in this lifetime, in this actual lifetime. I have a few regrets, but that is definitely on the top of my list. If I could go back right now, I would have listened to the doctors and not felt like I knew better because I believed in God and held my son before he died. When I finally took my son out of the incubator and held him on my chest, he was cold. He was cold and I knew he was dead at that time. And I'm telling you, if I could go back, that's something that I would change. I would have paid attention to what was going on in reality. You know, it was okay for me at that point to let the faith go and pay attention to reality and see that, you know, maybe the doctors are right. Maybe science is correct. Maybe probability is correct. It's okay for me to, you know, put down the Bible and not believe that God is going to heal my son so I could have had some last moments with him, you know? It's, it was okay for me to do that at that point. So back to my question, when is it okay for people to just leave the faith out of it and just focus on reality? You know, when? I've been working on my book lately and, you know, it, ju it just brought back a lot of memories of some of the things that I went through at that time. And it, I, I just go back to when I was, you know, having trouble with my ex-husband and, you know, I would consult the pastors and tell them that this is what's going on at home, you know. He just likes to provoke me and, you know, start arguments for no reason, being physically aggressive with me and things like that, you know. And, you know, I, you know, I was essentially going to the pastor to complain and tell, you know, just tell him, you know, I, I don't know what particular outcome I was even looking for then. Um, but, you know, I was encouraged to get, you know, Christian counseling at the time, which, again, I think is another problem because you're not getting a fresh pair of eyes. You know, getting a fresh pair of eyes to look at your situation properly. If you're going to a Christian counselor, you know, sorry to, um, you know, put it on the, the Christian side. I can only talk about the, the Christian because that's the background that I came from. But if you want to take any other religion that you're, you're, you're from, you know, you can do that. There's the problem with, I'll say, religious counseling, because with religious counseling, it's already skewed. It's already skewed their opinions, their um, perception, their advice is already skewed towards the Christian side or the religious side. So whatever they tell you is going to be in favor of following the rules of the religion, essentially, you know, it definitely was for me because, you know, when I told one of the pastors that I wanted to get a divorce, you know, he told me, well, you're going to go to hell, you know, you're going to go to hell if you go to get, go and get a divorce, you know, 
obviously I don't believe that anywhere in, in the holy book, in the Bible, that it says that if you get a divorce, you're going to go to hell. But obviously he's taken his own interpretation of whatever text and just, you know, slammed it together with another text and then just put it together. You're going to hell if you get a divorce, <laughs> you know? So that's one example of it, of the advice being skewed because I was advised not to get counseling from somebody who wasn't religious. And I'm sure a lot of people listening who are religious have heard exactly the same thing. Or some people who are religious may even be their current preference to have, you know, a religious counselor. But I think that is so dangerous to have a religious counselor a, a religious counselor because as I said their perception their views their advice is going to be skewed it's not neutral it is not neutral and especially where maybe the bible isn't necessarily favorable I don't think in any re re particular religion um any particular religion is favorable to women in the first place so if you were you were experiencing an abusive situation um like i was at the time there's very 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 little hope that you're going to come out of that relationship by taking the counsel of a religious person because you know the game is rigged it's rigged for you to stay in there and endure the abuse, you know, pray about it. You know, your husband is beating you up every night and you're encouraged to pray about it. You know, you're encouraged to pray about it. God is going to change him. God is going to change him. God is going to change him. He's going to become a new man. He's going to stop beating me and giving me black eyes and, you know, doing whatever because you believe that, that God is going to change him. You might stay in that situation longer because you believe that God has the power to do anything. Is it okay in a time like that where you're being abused to say, well, actually God cannot change him, you know? Or is it okay to just put your mind, your brain in a different planet and, and overlook the reality of what is actually going on in favor of just saying, you know, God is going to do it. God is going to change my situation. You know, is it okay to just say, no, I do not believe in this particular instance. You know, God is not able in this particular instance. You know, God cannot do everything in this particular instance. And again, it might sound harsh to the people who believe because, you know, back when I believed that this would sound really hard, hard hitting and really heavy. But I think we really need to start having conversations like this and really getting comfortable with not making religion an uncomfortable thing. As I always say, everybody is free to believe whatever they want to believe in. I am not against anybody being a part of any kind of religion. I certainly will not be subscribing myself to one, but I do believe in a higher power, a higher force, the universe, but I don't believe in following the rules of religion as the entire thing is just manipulative, it's, it's abusive, there's so many springs and trap doors and, you know, it's, it, it's not, it's not, it's not 
I, I just don't think it's a safe place to be in a part of a religion. I don't think it's a safe place. But just to round up on this particular episode, I just want people to start thinking, just start you know, aligning the planets, having your brain inside the same planet as, as you are, instead of having it on autonomy alternative planet that you know god is going to do this and god is going to do that and there's you know mystical things happening absolutely everywhere every single time you know every single segment of your life you know you may believe that in certain instances but in instances where it can actually cause a lot of trouble for your life Maybe it isn't the safest thing to do to believe it, you know, to till to, to, to the death of you, you know. Just going back to, to my particular situation with my son, for example, when he was dying in hospital. If that scenario had come out differently and I had and my son had lived after saying all the prayers and, you know, doing the... Um, doing the fasting and reading the Bible and just doing everything to get, you know, God's attention to, you know, make my son live and defy what the doctors were saying. If it had come out differently and he had actually lived, I probably would have attributed his, his survival to the hand of God. You know, I would have attributed it to the hand of God, you know, but the very fact that it didn't, I, I I think I probably said that it it was the will of God, you know, either way, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be God. But then that's what I'm saying as well. It's, it's a case of probability, you know, it's a case of chance because there, there was another baby at that time that was born around the same time and he survived, you know, he survived. So did it mean that God was blessing her son and he didn't bless mine? You know, I, I think that woman was also religious, you know, not radical or anything, but, you know, she, 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 she was um, a Muslim lady, but, you know, not radical, but she, I think she believed in, 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 in God to some degree, but, you know, could, uh, could, could somebody look at the two scenarios and think, hmm. You know, if if both of them are praying and <laughs> one of them's son dies and the other one lived, I mean, you know, could it really have been God? Did it, does God answer every single prayer, you know, or is it just a case of probability and luck? Really, you know, it's just um, a discussion, a thought that I've been thinking about for, I think, a week now and just thinking, hmm, you know, at what point is it okay just to, you know, do away with the faith or, you know, is it, does it become foolish at one point to believe that God can do absolutely everything? It might sound harsh, but, you know, at the end of the day, this is the planet that we live on. We cannot subscribe our minds to other planets and, you know, believe that certain things are going to happen, like a resurrection from the dead, you know? Hmm. Anyway, I'd like to hear your thoughts and opinions on this particular episode. It's been quite heavy hitting, <laughs> as I um, anticipated. Um, so send me a message um, on my social media at Zara Black. That's 
X-A-R-A Black. You can follow me on Twitter, X-A-R-A underscore Black. Instagram, X-A-R-A Black. Facebook, X-A-R-A Black. And also follow my YouTube, X-A-R-A Black. Thanks for listening.